0: Time for an update from Governor Ned Lamont, who fortunately doesn't have a blizzard like that to deal with right now. He's got a different kind of storm called COVID-19. But Governor, good morning. News is good, especially thanks to the vaccine. Give me an update. People are getting vaccinated. Uh, Over half of the folks 75 and above
1: have been vaccinated. All of our nursing homes have been vaccinated, not once, but they got their second dose. That's true of the hospitals as well at least everybody that wanted to get vaccinated. And by the way, the second time we go through the nursing home, um, more and more of the nurses do want to get vaccinated, which is very good news. And that means the fatalities and the infections coming out of the nursing homes, people going to the hospital, is down dramatically. So that's that's good news. 65 and over probably within
0: 10 days. And sadly, Connecticut dropped from number three to number four in the nation in in the vaccine distribution. But you can blame Mother Nature for that, can't you? I know.
1: Josh really pays attention to that. Um, Yeah, uh, New Mexico snuck ahead of us. Uh, They don't have snow down there. We have it here. But uh, we're going to catch up uh, by uh, Sunday Uh, so because we're going around the clock making sure every vaccine ends up as a shot in the arm.
0: There were about 10,000 people who did not get the vaccine because of the storm earlier this week. Have those people pretty much all been caught up now? They've all finally gotten their shots? Uh, They'll be caught up by Sunday. All right. And then as far as uh, Wyndham Hospital, uh, your lieutenant governor, Susan Bicewicz, will be joining us on the air here at 930 this morning. She's coming to Wyndham Hospital. Uh, What's the news as far as vaccines coming to local distribution points? Where does this come from? We, we hear it comes from the federal government and the like, but, but how does that get here and where does it show up and then how is it distributed? Uh,
1: what we get is a request from all the uh, local health departments and hospitals and healthcare providers. What, uh, what, what are your vaccine needs for the coming week? Uh, then we get our allocation from the federal government on Thursday. And uh, we're able to tell everybody, this is what you will receive on Thursday. Uh, we tell that to the towns and uh, healthcare providers, and then they get their dose of vaccines, um, Monday or Tuesday. And, uh, so far, Wayne, the number of people, um, the number of uh, vaccines we're getting on a, um, a weekly basis has been going up about 10%. And parallel to that, CBS, Walgreens, Walmart, they get direct shipments of vaccine as well, and you can order your vaccination um, 75 and above directly off of, say, the CVS uh, site there.
0: And, of course, the question of the week is when does 75 and over become 65 and over? What are the metrics that go in to that decision? Uh, the metrics for me was, look, when
1: the overwhelming majority of the 75-year-olds are taken care of, we can move to a 65 and above. Like I said, I think that will probably be in the next 10 days or so. It's a little funky, though. I mean, we've got some towns that already have, uh, you know, 70 plus percent of their 75-year-olds vaccinated. and We have some places that is more like 20 percent. So we're working hard on um, uh, those, town- those cities that are a little slower to get their people vaccinated. But we're going to make the transition within 10 days, I'd say.
0: Yeah, you talked about that yesterday, but why are Stanford and Norwalk doing so well with vaccine deployment? A um, really good management. Hats off to the management
1: there. Um, their healthcare providers, their hospitals, they're fairly qualified. They are calling out to 75 year olds, telling them, um, this is how you do it, making it easy for them to sign up. Um, not every 75 year old uh, loves being on their iPad signing up online, so. Uh, Stanford is making it a lot easier for people to get
0: vaccinated. Now, with that criteria being lower to 65 plus starting perhaps this time next week, what message would you have for those 65 to 74-year-old people on the proper way to sign up? What do they do and how do you avoid sitting on the computer for hours at a time, which some people have had to do? Well,
1: obviously it's much easier uh, for us and everybody else in terms of volume if um, you can get your grandchild to sit there with you and show you how to sign up online. Uh, and uh, we'll make that announcement in the next 10 days or so, like I said, for those 65 and above. But we've also added uh, the two-one-one hotline, as has CBS and Walgreens, so that if you don't feel comfortable with the computer, telephone in. we got hundreds more um, folks who are answering the phone, making that easier. And I was down in Waterbury yesterday with Neil O'Leary, and he uh, just said, some people can't do it online. Some people can't figure it out on telephone. So for those folks, we've got somebody come in and we'll fill out the forms and do it for you. So we've got some very creative ideas out there.
0: Yeah, you can do it on the DPH, the Department of Public Health website. But if you're not 75 and higher right now, you're not going to get very far into that. Speaking of people in their 70s, talk about that group from Long Island that tried to get the vaccine at CVS in Waterford. Your rules are simple. You've got to live or work in Connecticut. And those people went over two. those people went over to um, stop
1: playing these games. Um, uh, they're rolling out the vaccines as quickly as they can in New York as well. Um, you know, Wayne, we used to lie about our age, pretending we were younger than we were. <laughs> now some people are lying about their age, saying they're 75 uh, before they really are. Or saying they're Connecticut residents. Um, We've we got to be pretty strict about that. You can see why. Otherwise, people would really abuse the system.
0: You've given some good news as far as the numbers, especially this week. In fact, yesterday, the infection rate, the lowest since October, 3.1%. How much of a factor do you think the vaccine distribution has been? Is that the key number right now? The number of people who've gotten the vaccine, both shots of it, to help bring down the state's infection rate? I think it's definitely
1: a factor. Um, you know, um folks uh seventy five and above much more likely to suffer complications uh and and but getting infected more broadly hits the overall population in a similar way uh i'll be blunt i'm not just positive what all the factors are but it it's true around our region and around our country there's also sort of a a sine wave in terms of how this goes and um but what worries me, the, what, my last big worry is the variants, the highly infectious variants. That's why we've got to stay tough a little bit longer.
0: Oh, I think you have something else to worry about, too. It's a football game called the Super Bowl. And we did have a spike in numbers over the holidays, Thanksgiving, Christmas, New Year's. And now we're beyond that. And that's probably a factor, too, in why it's come down. But right now, you don't want the Super Bowl being another spike. So what advice do you have for people who want to watch the big game?
1: Don't let the Super Bowl be a super spreader. Um, you know, stay uh, with your um, you know, family. If you have another family there, you've got to wear the mask. Keep the groups down. Um, I don't mean to be a party pooper, but uh, this is one of the last um, speed bumps we worry about. And um, it's really important that we don't have another mini surge following the Super Bowl.
0: You've been appointed co-chair of the National Governors Association Pandemic and Disaster Response Task Force. Can you give a little update on what some of the things that have been talked about and what's been going on with that task force?
1: Yeah, um, I'm doing that with a Governor Bill Lee from Tennessee. We're co chairman representing all the governors uh, with the White House. Number one, uh, the governor said, we're not getting all the vaccines we need, but at least give us three weeks uh, notice in terms of what the vaccine distribution looks like. So we can plan accordingly, so our hospitals and um, mass vaccination can plan accordingly. And secondly, give us a little more guidance on um, how you would roll out different groups and populations on a priority basis. Do you do it by age? Do you do it by comorbidity? Do you do it by uh, I'm more essential than she is? So we're trying to get a little more guidance from the feds on those things.
0: If you get more vaccine, and you are getting more, you're, I know the last time we talked, you were about 45,000, and now you're at 64,000. But if you had more vaccine, do we have the infrastructure in place right now to distribute that?
1: Absolutely. We're being very clear with the feds, federal government. You give us five, ten times more vaccines, Connecticut is ready. And I think that's true of an awful lot of states. We can get those people vaccinated. And by the way, Wayne, remember, uh, you know, six months ago, I'm not going to get vaccinated. Not me. I'm not going to be first. Uh, now people are ready to get vaccinated. They know it's safe and they know it's
0: effective and it works. When do teachers get the vaccination?
1: Uh, they're definitely on our priority list. Um, they're in what they call the 1B group. Uh, they'll be um, included uh, very soon. Of course, if you're a teacher of over 65, you know, you're going to be um, right front and center within uh, 10 days, two weeks. Uh, but, you know, you've also got daycare folks. Um, you've got um, you've got your workers over at Electric Boat, not that far away from you. They're in a sort of congregate setting in their own way. So they're restaurant workers. There are a lot of folks who are in a priority list that we've really got to be careful
0: with. One thing when I was n- noodling around your website was the word or the phrase V-A-M-S. Can you explain what the Vaccine Administration Management System is?
1: Yeah, it is the... Um, the sign-up platform that was uh, created by the federal government. And um, it's a little clunky. It, it was not created by Steve Jobs. Uh, so you get, you know, some folks who are uh, frustrated with it. But that's what, um, you know, 90% of the states are using the sign-up. You know, we use through the CDC porthole or use it through our public health porthole. That's how you get through.
0: And a last item here off topic. Gas has gone up 40 cents a gallon in the last three months, including 25 cents in the last month, the highest since March. Why is that? Did some state tax get added to the price of gas recently?
1: No, absolutely not. There's no state or federal tax that was added. That's interesting, Wayne. Um, I had not heard that. Obviously, um, Uh, driving is is back up, so there may be some increased demand. But I don't think there's a supply shortage. i got to look into that. That sounds a little suspicious to me.
0: That being said, it was higher this time last year, now pandemic included. It did come down in the spring, so maybe that will happen again this year. Governor, always a pleasure to talk to you. And never forget, which of the 169 towns in the state was the first to put masks on frogs? Aha! We love Willimantic. Thank you. Uniman, Governor Ned Lamont, joining us with his pandemic update on 14 WILI Willimantic and 95.3 FM.